time for the Plank Show. Let's go to work, brother! It's time for the Plank Show with Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Did you, uh, did you happen to see what I did Whenever I got out of my car, when you were sitting, I don't know, were you talking on the phone? Were you listening to something? Yeah, I was actually on the phone with my mom. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't catch it. You didn't catch it? Dude. Welcome into the Plank Show on a Tuesday with Connor Pasby. I'm Chris Plank. Josh is in New York. I believe New York. Not to be confused with New York, Indiana. Last night, it finally happened, Connor. is If you are a, a regular listener to this program, you know that I have a terrible addiction i am addicted to owning as many golf balls as possible i don't know why it's just it's honestly i keep waiting for someone to walk in and say why don't you grab a seat right over there let's have a little talk about this because last night last night connor i drove all the way over to tinker to meet a guy to buy essentially a bag of like 300 golf balls for 30 bucks. What a deal, right? That's a heck of a deal. That's a heck of a deal. A great dude, too. I always joke about my wife and the, the risk she takes for our family and selling stuff on Marketplace. And here I am going to meet, meet a stranger at an on-queue in the middle of, I don't know, Midwest City. I didn't care. I was like, I'm getting these golf balls. So it, And this ties into another gift to the show. I was so excited. I went home. I put them in my Raiders bucket. The Dodger Blaine sent us that had been sitting that that was used as a cooler on Thanksgiving, Blaine. But became and for some reason, Connor, for some reason, I put that bucket in my car. I didn't take it out and put it in the garage where everyone else stores things. No, no, no. I left it in my car. And at some point during my drive-in this morning, maybe it was that moron that didn't realize you can only turn left in a lane and decided to go straight. But, uh, you know, we're not here to complain about that. Um, It tumped over. And I heard it's like, I was like, ah, that stinks. And I don't know if listening to Toby and TJ made me forget that it had tumped over. But I opened the back of my sweet 2011 Ford Edge. And all of a sudden, golf balls go pouring all over the parking the lot here at the ref. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And I literally am walking into the work every single day like a, a South Tulsa mom. I've got a Stanley. I've got my my coffee mug. I've got my Merce. i got to find my my fob. i got my daily note. You know, I'm just – I'm, I'm running. So I'm laying it all down. I'm chasing golf balls all over the parking lot. And the only thing that was in my mind was Connor is probably sitting in his car <laughs> wondering, who is this crazy person that I have to do a show with all week? Thankfully, you had no idea what was so going on. So what, what made you put the, get the golf balls in the car? I really don't know, dude. I have no idea. Huh. It, it's, it's almost as if they were in the car when I bought them. I brought the bucket because they were in a paper bag. And I was like, that thing's going to bust. So I think I brought it out and just dumped them all in. And when I did, I was like, this this will be fine right here. 
So good start to the day for me. Hey, you just keep those in there just whenever you're ready to golf. Well, I mean even in the wintertime. I, I think I've I think I've got a force to because I'm sure they're scattered all over. I'm afraid that when I open up that back trunk again, they're gonna go because f- it's um oh what what am I trying to say? It's not a trunk, but it's like a is it a hatchback? I mean I I can't remember the Blue Dome district today, okay? I think that's that's how it's described. So if there's anything that's like leaning against it, boom, it's coming out. That's my life. How was your Monday night? Did you uh, take in the Monday night football? I, it's not a doubleheader. I mean, there was just two games. I mean, to me, a doubleheader is is there's one game after the other. Yeah. I don't know if dims the rules or not, but did you take in both games last night? I did. I was kind of switching back and forth, and then I got on the Manning cast for a little bit. What'd you think? I, I, I've never watched the Manning cast. I push back against it because everyone is always losing their mind over it on Twitter, and I have to be different. I, I love it because I, th- okay. I think the guys are funny. I think Peyton and Eli do a great job uh, with that. They did a phenomenal job kind of switching back between both games. That was some good football, though. I uh, I went next level last night, which I'm sure is is nothing that anyone else hasn't done before, but I went two TVs. I went two TVs, and I was watching both games, and it was wild – because one of the feeds was ahead of the other. So when when they would go, and I, I think the feed that was ahead of the other was my my Packers. I'm sorry. The Titans Dolphins feed was ahead of, of my Packers Giants feed. So every time that they would flash to something in the Packers Giants game, I would kind of have to turn away a little bit because You haven't seen it yet. Right. One time I looked up and uh Jordan loves like celebrating the end zone. Look at the other team and like, oh no! But I, I thought it was a great night for football. Now I don't know how I feel about two games going on at the same time. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. But I think they made it work. I I, I do. But what we got a lot of NFL to get to. We got a, a big vote today. I don't. I don't know. I was talking to Perry about this. I thought this was our first meeting with KJ Kindler today, but maybe tis not. Okay. So we'll see. It. Wait, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're going to start making 10 a.m., the start of the 10 a.m. hour, just our, our our portal update. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I don't think that just sitting here and reading the guys in the portal or the targets every single day is the most compelling thing on the planet. I think we want to know the movement. I think we want to know – where the the buzz is building. I think we want to know who might be next in the portal. I think we want to debate, you know, what what might end up being the end game on this. But I also think we need to constantly be taking (laughs) an inventory of who's in and who's out, especially with the ever-changing landscape for Oklahoma Sooner football when it comes to the portal right now, right? I mean, does the – Decision by Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman to stick around. Does that change any path that they had? So, at least in an attempt to have some sort of consistency to that, every day at 10 a.m., we're just going to do our little inventory of the portal. And that will include, and that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about what's going on there until 10, but we'll do our, uh, hey, who's in, who's out, any new names, and the latest buzz. In a lot of ways, it might be what did Hayes Fawcett tweet, or who was who was rumored to be going where? I, I don't know, but I will add it's the most 
it's a hard thing to cover. And I agree with Toby. You know, I I love college football. Absolutely love college football. And everyone is so concerned about maintaining what makes the regular season great. But, boy, as soon as that regular season is over, we absolutely thumb our nose at anything going on in the postseason, right? Portal it, season. It's Right. Hey, welcome to bowl season. <laughs> you better. No, no, no. You know, there's Capital One. There's Capital One bowl season, right? I'm. I keep waiting for the sponsorship to be there for say, Capital One. Uh, Capital One portal season. Every single night, instead of a bowl preview show, there is a portal preview show. Right? They start treating college football like it's an NFL free agent frenzy. I, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it, and I don't know if you you can. But I, I do know, Connor, it's it's absolutely backwards in how we handle it. You should build up. Your regular season can be great, can be memorable, and it is. You should be building up to the postseason. And in college football, for some reason, we do the exact opposite. And I feel like it's always been – well, I don't want to say it's always been that way, right? There was a point where – there was a point where the Orange Bowl mattered, the – Rose Bowl mattered, and I don't think it's. It did not start with the BCS, and it did not start with opt outs. But you know, I, at some point, it just really started to lose its luster. A lot. Well, now you got now you got guys opting, opting out of out. New, New Year's Six bowls, which oh yeah. my gosh, that's crazy to see that happen. Yeah, right. So I don't, I don't mind the opt outs. Do you do you boo? I'll be fine if you play or if you don't. But I don't like the idea that this is happening in the and, – and I think signing day is the same way. I think it sucks for coaches who are having to finalize their, their recruiting classes in the middle of also getting ready for a, a football game, most of them, maybe even a championship game. And, oh, yeah, in the middle of that, let's go ahead and toss in. You better be active in the portal. And you better be making sure that you're recruiting still your own guys. So I, I don't I don't know how you fix it just based on a school schedule. Even even though I'm still trying to figure out the last player that got suspended for being academically ineligible, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't I don't remember that ever being a not not being a thing, but suddenly it seems like it is. But I just I don't know. Well, I don't know how you fix lot, it. It's a lot for these coaches to really handle. I mean, once right. the season starts, when you're prepping for bowl, and you gotta you know do your best to keep some of these players still on the roster. So I am embracing and accepting the portal. I don't like the timing of it. I think the timing of it should be later. But with that said, we'll every day at 10 a.m. we'll get into it. I love Toby Steak. I, I do. I don't know. You know, th- there's always free agent rumors and things of that nature during the NFL, and I'm not saying you have to NFLize the college game. But to me, I don't. I don't find myself being caught up too terribly much in every single little visit of the portal, but I feel like it's getting that way more and more. And the timing of it just absolutely sucks the life out of out of college football's bowl season. 
And it's hard to keep track of all these guys. I mean, Portal too. it's even yesterday we're going through one of the one of the websites it covers the Sooners 24-7. And he, people are, well, he's got two years of eligibility left. No, he's got three. No, that's wrong. You know, it's like we want to fight over everything. Speaking of fighting over everything, let's, let's address the pink elephant in the room when we come back. It's 9-16 on the Plank Show. The, I, I, I joked about it yesterday. That 10 a.m. hour on the podcast yesterday could be absolutely hilarious and incredibly poignant by the time the show wrapped up. And sure enough, it was. We'll explain next as we go through the return of Danny Stutzman to the Sooners and ask a very simple question, Connor Pasby. What's next on your offseason checklist? As a Sooner fan, at 405-651-3439, you get Stutzman back, you get Billy Bowman back. You've addressed at least two dudes coming in to add depth, maybe starters, in the portal. What's next? What do you need to see next? We'll debate and discuss next on The Ref. All right, real quick before we get to the phones at 405-329-9000. If you were living under a rock yesterday or last night, Danny Stutzman released a video announcing his return to the Oklahoma Sooners, which I guess puts puts an end to what kind of a a two-week – that was it even how long ago did uh, Sooner Scoop drop the report? Was it two maybe weeks a little ago? over a week? Maybe little, okay. Sometimes things drag on, but uh, about a ten-day craziness. Where I'm not going to lie to you, I thought whenever they reported that, and and I had heard from many people to to say, hey, yeah, that's he, he's turning pro. It's he let Brent Venables know he's turning pro. That I just. I had accepted that he was gone. And I think if you listen to this show, if you listen to this show, in my opinion, I I was just trying to prepare everyone for the inevitable, right? I thought, listen, I Danny is one of the most unique people on the planet, and I have had an absolute blast covering him. So I didn't want him to go. But – I kind of started to accept that he gone, and I started to think about, okay, what's that going to look like in that room, and what's that going to look like going forward? So I'm just telling you guys right now, I appreciate how some thought that with Parker and I tweeting the picture of the empty locker room and taking it down was somehow part of the, the – that was – no, I was absolutely duped. I mean, there's just no other way about it or <laughs> around it. And, and in honesty, I think what I found out, what we all found out together – was that we weren't necessarily duped, but it was just, it was not what it appeared. Yeah, I guess duped would be the word, actually. Yeah, we were absolutely duped. And so I was, I didn't want to be the guy off that report because as we always talked about on this show, and I'm not trying to be like, here's what we did, here's how we covered it. I don't care. Danny Stutzman's coming back. I don't care what the story was. Uh, I don't care who reported it. I don't care. If if we all got fooled or if we all were reported, I don't. I'm glad he's back, and that's the bottom line. My point is, I don't know if I've had a range of emotions live on the air like we did from about ten, what seventeen yesterday until about eleven. Because let me just real quick like walk you through it. I have. I don't say. I try not to be Mister Speculation on Twitter. I try. 
But yesterday, whenever he posted the empty locker pick with the crying face emoji or the sad emoji, I took a screenshot of him like from Danny's Instagram. Loved covering the kid. Go be great, man. I, I just, I would have missed him. And immediately, dude, he was like, that's not his locker. I don't think that. He's trolling us. And, and I, this whole time, I mean, it had been pretty much confirmed that he had let people know he was leaving, or at least his head coach. So I'm like, guys, I mean, I appreciate how different we all think Danny is, but I think he's made it pretty clear that he's leaving, right? All right, let me rephrase that. I think it's been made pretty clear that he's leaving in the reporting. I just think we're all counting on a quirky different dude to do something different. In other words, I didn't want people to be mad and losing their mind when he went ahead and turned pro. But as soon as I put that text, that tweet up, and I think you saw it, I got three text messages from people that are like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I think he's coming back. Like people that would know. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, I think that's a joke. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I immediately took the tweet down. Then we went back and forth. Thought, oh, okay, what does this mean? And then at uh, everyone's like, I don't think that's his locker. Well, his dad texts and is like, it's his locker. So then it's like, what? What's going on, man? It's like new information has come to light. It, shout out to the ref army because it felt like they knew Danny was trolling this whole time. I think they yesterday. were hoping he was. <laughs> hoping. Yeah. Yes, for the most part, hoping. But what a sick video he did put out with Boz. Even though that was, what, recorded during, what, about a month ago during the Buckets Award? Oh, is that when it was yeah. recorded? Still excellent job. So, question. Then was it recorded for the Butt Kiss Award, and then they used it as his "I'm coming back" video whenever he had changed his mind about leaving? I, I guess. I mean, I think it was, <laughs> it was put out before they named the semi-finalist for the Buckets Award. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I will say, kudos. I. I, Steve Stutzman's one of my favorite dudes as far as just a parent, as far as just a person. He was on yesterday with Tyler and Teddy. He spoke to Eric Bailey over with the Tulsa World. He spoke to, to George and the crew over at Sooner Scoop. He's just – he's a good dude. And I really appreciated, uh, A, him letting us know, hey, that was his locker, and then, B, whenever he did come on, kind of laying out the story of, all right, here's – here is here's what here's what played out. Um, let's start here real quick. This is from oh geez, I'm not plugging on my audio. Sorry, I'll get right to you, USC Brian. Hang in there, buddy. All right, this is um, this is on whether or not it was a hoax that Danny was turning pro. This wasn't a hoax. Uh, it's just it's just a matter of getting information, uh, trusting information, and then making a decision and. You know, it's a couple of things, and it just came down to he made a decision with his heart and uh, can't put a dollar sign on what that is. So, you know, he uh, he got a more than favorable uh, draft grade. Um, he was ready to go. You know, we, we had the – he didn't get bombarded by agents. He wasn't pulled around being told different things. He had all the correct information from Oklahoma, all the contacts I have, NFL, and – and uh and uh, with the agency that we deal with, one of the top top agencies in the NFL. So he had all the correct information. 
And at the end of the day, man, it's just uh, he didn't want to be at a camp somewhere thinking that, hey, man, I wish I could go back. What did I do? I didn't, it didn't want any buyer's remorse. And I told him, you have one ounce of, of uh, I, I want to be there and, and, and finish this and, and, and be with my, you know, do this for my teammates and my coaches and fans. That's awesome. Then you, uh, then no one, I repeat, no one is going to fault you either way. Uh, but uh, you can't go back. You can go back to NFL. You can always go to the NFL, but you can't go back to college. So yeah, good you know, point. This time next year, he won't have to make that decision. Um, that decision's already made. That was a, it's life. It's life changing. There's a fork in the road. He had to choose a fork. Next year, there's no fork. He just goes down the path. The path just turns into the NFL. So. I'm happy for him. Uh, I know it's a relief. It's killing him. Um, you know, now he's he'll be at practice, and uh, you know, we're we're on to San Antonio. Uh, I'm that cut was from Thune, Steelman and Thune at noon. Um, the empty locker post that got us got me. Here's what uh, Steve Stutzman said about it. He went up there to go work out. The equipment staff emptied his locker. He's like, what the heck, man? I mean, he, he was telling, he's like, he's emptied my locker. And uh, he goes, man, I, I'm coming here for a lift. I haven't said anything yet. He's like, They're like, well, you weren't at practice. We just thought you are gone. So he's like, put my stuff back. I got a lift, man. So he, t- so he took a picture of his locker and put a little sad face. Trolled me, got me. Equipment, got me. equipment guys thought he was gone. Chase Browns, I blame you, Chase, big wit. You guys got me uh, fooled. But whenever Steve said, "Hey, it's not his locker," I uh, he wasn't he wasn't trolling me. And I mean, the the interesting thing is, everyone wants to say, "Oh, it was all this. It was all a hoax." It was not. Nah, I mean, it wasn't. Cha- he legit changed his mind. Yeah, I, hold on here. What did Travis had texted? Said that the uh, the draft party location was even booked. Was it really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I. And when he said he got a favorable grade, I'd heard it's like third-round grade, which I think everyone wants to believe that you're only going to leave if you're a first-round pick. But third round, if you can get into that top 100, you know, that's okay. All right, that's more than just, hey, I got a $500,000 guarantee, right? You got a chance to really – you got a chance to really do something special at the college level. And I think Danny likes college football, too. Thank you, Steve Stutzman. I hope my dad sounds that cool if he's ever on the radio. He, he's so awesome. He's been on a few of our yeah, post-game yeah. shows as well throughout the season. And we get Danny Stutzman back in the middle. Uh, and then, bro, I don't wh- – why isn't this as celebrated as it should be in, in this regard? And I don't know if I just got – in my procrastination last night, I wrote my Drake Stoops, uh, Stoop story last night. Uh, not my best work, but I'm but I'm proud of it. Connor Pasby, I did. These are all the things I did to procrastinate from writing. Are you ready? Let's do it. I vacuumed the whole house. I cleaned dishes. I folded laundry. I went outside and took and volunteered to drive my daughter to her barn to feed her pig which I never do. I'm like, you ride your bike down there, you lazy bum. That's what we did when we were kids. Grow up. When I was your age, I walked uphill both ways to school. I watched all of the Monday night football games, plural, and, of course, I lived way too much on Twitter. So in my doom scrolling, I just noticed a lot of, 
You screwed this up. How dare you? How you got? And it's just, hey, who cares? Danny Stutzman had a change of heart. He's coming back. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate, dude. Two guys that I'm not going to lie to you. I, I had always thought were on their way, on their way off to the pros. A, because a lot of the reporting that was out there were by people that I trust, and they weren't wrong. And then there was a lot of people that were telling me that they were worried about Billy, not in a bad way, but just, ugh. You know, Billy's the guy that when he knows what he wants to do, he's going to do it. So I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy that, that this played out the way that it did. All right, USC Brian, is there any – by the way, uh, be, real quick, anything else you want to add to that? No, I mean, okay. I, I, just, I just think it's huge bringing back Billy and Danny, which it right. looked like for a second that you had a chance to lose both to the NFL draft. Instead, you bring both back. So that's huge. an excellent start for next season. All right, sorry about that pump fake. What's going on, USC Brian? How are you, man? Uh-oh. You know it's – Oh, there okay. you are. We got you. We got you. I'm sorry. We got you. <laughs> Well, brother, it's always good in the neighborhood. But you know, once again, I I I must must go on my uh, Uh Griffin rant. Okay. Uh, Uh, By the way, I I will tell you, I I don't know if I saw as quick of a reaction where there were many people that agreed with you as much as the giddy take last week. There was there I was a little there was a lot more than I even could have assumed. USC Brian, that were in your corner on that one. Well, well, we're going to see about this one, too. But oh, uh, first and foremost, uh, I got to send out a shout out. Rest in peace, KTUL Channel 8. Uh, you were a good good TV station, but corporate greed killed you again. And now I see. Uh, I, I bet that uh, Jimmy Lake is rolling in his grave. I already know it. But anyway, moving on. I got a, I got a story. Uh, this is story time from USC Brian. Go ahead. Um, there, there was a friend of mine that that owned a professional sports team. We'll call him Joe. Joe uh, uh, Joe wants a new stadium or, or or arena, shall we say? And so he goes to the city where he he resides in. They say no, we don't have the money to build you one. Does he cry? Does he want to leave? No. He goes to all of his rich friends, and he raises $1.4 billion, and he builds one of the greatest uh, arenas there are today. And he didn't have to ask one dime from the city that he lives, resides in. Now, fast forward, Joe is only worth $2 billion. The ownership of a certain team we all know in your neck of the woods is worth around $30 billion. <laughs> Why can't they do the same? Okay. Uh, this, this goes back to that another saying is, in the world of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Why is that? Why, why does that make sense? I, huh? See, this is, a double-edged, this is a double-edged sword for me because uh, taxpayers did build Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders. So anyway, go, go ahead. One more thing, Brian. Make your point. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, one more thing. Are you going to be around Friday, or are you going to take an early vacation for for the holidays? No, 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 no. We're here. We the only days that I'm taking off, well, that we're taking off as a station, is Christmas and uh, the twenty sixth. Oh, okay. Well, 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 well. I must call you on Friday because okay. there there is a ritual I must do, and I've been doing it for the last almost twenty years. So I'll, I got to do it on Friday. I'm looking but, forward to uh, it. 
but also one other thing, the uh, the man named Joe that I was talking about is Joe Lacob, the owner of the Golden State Warriors. So if he can do it, anybody can do it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate Brother, the phone have call. a good have a good day. You too, man. Uh, I in in this instance, I feel like that's the major pushback. Right today, we are voting for a new downtown arena proposal. It. Again, there's other shows and podcasts that this has been their number one, number one, and that's fine. Um, I, we just it hasn't been a major topic on our radio program because anytime I move away from Oklahoma Sooner football or football in general, I usually get yelled at by you people. But, but I, I understand that opposing side. I get what you're saying. And I know that we feel like we are taxed to uh, to, to the neck and, and above. But in this instance, in this instance, I think that this is this is a necessary thing for Oklahoma City. Now and this comes out of my mouth as somebody that is like a hopeless romantic when it comes to older arenas. I'm the guy that thinks the Lloyd Noble Center is okay, and I have no problem with it, right? I'm that dude. Um, I love Old Bush Stadium, where I grew up and went to games. Loves it. I didn't feel the need to build that stadium that's now more like a mall where, oh, look, there's a game going on in here. I I don't like the fancy new stadiums, Connor. I get lost. I need a simple entrance and exit. But in this instance, if we're going to be a – Big league city, if you will, or what do they say, big little city? Then it's it's a necessary move because I, I'm sitting. I'm like, what's wrong with the Paycom Center? But also, you know, like, I'm with you there. I, I think <laughs> like, the pay, I think the Paycom Center is a perfect arena. But I know oh. I know it's nothing compared to some of these other big right. cities uh, in the NBA. But they they need. That's how we got the Thunder guys. That's how we got them. I know that this is wild for some people that are out there that are pushing back and fighting. No, no, we don't need, I don't need any more taxes. No, I completely understand it. But you're also putting yourself in a situation where this team could go. And I don't, especially whenever you look, I'm just, I don't think we're going to get an expansion franchise in the NBA. I don't. I really don't. I know Vegas is 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 being rumored, and I understand that this is how these things work whenever you're asking for public funds to build a stadium. I get it. How many years was Los Angeles used as bait whenever it comes to trying to get new stadiums built in cities like, what, Tampa, even Atlanta? When Atlanta had the Georgia Dome, it's like, God, we need something newer here. So I'm a Vegas. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that you've got to keep up with the Joneses. But I'll tell you this much. I uh, I don't feel good about some of the buzz that's around this, man. I, I'm hearing uh, a bunch of negatives. A lot of negatives. Especially on social media. And maybe that's the silent majority. But... I mean, $850 million at OKC taxpayers are being asked to spend, and when you have some of the organizations that are um, that are speaking out against it, 
I don't necessarily know if that's going to end well. And I come at this from a very selfish perspective, right? I want to do whatever it takes to get the Thunder here in Oklahoma City. But much, but much like, you know, Los Angeles was always viewed as a bait to make sure that you weren't falling behind on facilities or things of that nature for NFL teams. Well, what ended up happening? Two teams moved there. I, I, I agree. I, this is not our wheelhouse. This is not. I'm not going to shame anyone. I just want the Thunder to have a nice home and a competitive home. And you telling me with Vegas looming out there that they wouldn't want a team that has that kind of talent? They would. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you telling me that the city of Las Vegas? Oh, they'll just give an expansion franchise. Okay. Or would you rather have a team that's coming in and has? One of the brightest young stars in the league right now. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be thinking like that. All right, enough. Quick break. It's Plank Show. All right. Um, I, I want it to pass. Is it structured differently than most other bills, at least in the percentage? Yeah. But I think the value that it brings will far. What's the word I'm looking for? Surpass that. I, I just don't want to lose at Thunder, especially the way they're <laughs> playing right now. I mean, you mentioned it, one of the <laughs> brightest young stars in the game right now. Yeah, I just I, I was reading during the break, and I was texting a little bit with Travis, too, because he does a, a lot of Thunder coverage. But it was just, you know, I think there's concerns about, what Travis say, renegotiation. Um, I don't think people like the idea that 95% of this is taxpayer-funded, 5% is the ownership and the average stadium finance is usually around 40 to 50%. Um, I, I, but, but again, I'm in that group that it will more than make up for what we're putting into it. It's an NBA team in OKC and Vegas is frothing at the bit to bring an NBA team to Las Vegas. I know we're a little late to the top of the hour, but if it doesn't pass, does it go to bidding? Is that the next, that the next Here, step? let me let me read what, what Travis uh texted me. He said he said, I think people are misunderstanding is that the deal will not be renegotiated. The people that think it will have never uh the, the people that think it will have um never negotiate a deal. Other cities would gladly sign up to get fleeced. Um Right. I mean, listen, you, you, you're you're not wrong, but I'm just telling you right now, you can you can sit there and try to. Well, you're you're dumb. Other places will pay more, but you're that's part of the problem, man. You got to explain to them beyond just well, Seattle and Vegas will do it. I mean, you got to understand why. You got you got to show value. These are not dummies. Their 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 dollars matter to them. So whenever they're just, hey, we're floating 95% of the bill, no one cares that Vegas or Seattle or Nashville or whatever would pay 100%. They want to know how that's going to enrich their day-to-day activities when they're not sports fans. So that's that's where I think part of the problem in this comes. All right, let's get a call in here real quick. True Sooner has been waiting. True, welcome to the phone. What's right, Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, man, the problem is when you say keep up with the Joneses, the problem is that you know, we aren't even the Joneses, and we're and we're in this thing. We're we're the we we live in the garden. We or the uh, we live in the the, the pool house at Galardia as Oklahoma City, but we still live in Galardia. 
and nobody else, you know, there's only 30, 30 cities that live in Gillard, you know, 30 houses in there. So, I mean, that's the thing is Oklahoma City would never get back in the league again. No. They would, ne- they would never have an opportunity to stay there. And another thing, that, you know, there's other cities, if you look around, Golden State is the exception to the rule as far as their owners going. We'll just pay for it. Because you got to, people got to realize they're also reaping all the receipts from the Taylor Swifts and the Van Halens and whoever, whoever else comes through their their arena. They get all those receipts. This is the Thunder don't own this arena. When they say they're making the billionaires richer, the Thunder don't own this arena. I mean, if you're renting a house, you don't go into it and and pay part of the ownership of it unless you're leasing to own it. I mean, that's where <laughs> I think people are kind of, you know, right? I mean. I don't know, man. I just, I just see this, and I'm like, this is totally. And and Orlando, what did their owners pay? Their owners paid fifty million dollars on an eight hundred million dollar arena. Right. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, same thing. Eight hundred million dollars. That's that's the low end of what these arenas are costing. You're not going to get an arena nowadays for three hundred million. Could not agree more. Not what, what what did the? And if you just, you want to bring it down to a smaller scale, what did um, what did the Army eighty tell us the other day? It was, hey, we're, um, you know, we found out it was $50 million more, $50 million more, and that's just not, oh, go grab $50 million. You know, these are not, and as the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets, right? Yeah. Th- these aren't yes. cheap entities to build. No, and, and like you said, I mean, it will, they will reap the, and the thing about it is, have you ever heard of a team going, Hey, if you build us this arena, we're going to give you a 27-year commitment. I've never, <laughs> no. I, I've no. never heard of, I've never heard of that. It's a long time. I mean, that's man. another thing. That's a, that's a, that's a big commitment for Oklahoma City. I just, oh my gosh, these people that are against it. You know, if if that penny means that much to you and you live in Oklahoma, City, go over to War Acres and buy your groceries. You know, go, go, go you know, go to Edmond and buy them if that penny means that much to you. Don't take the ball. Don't take the ball and take it Listen, home with you. I, I, but and I, I got to run. Try. I appreciate your phone right, call. Man, see you. I, I see completely you. understand where someone would be mad. If I saw, and I'm not a sports. My wife's not a sports fan. Okay. Whenever I told her, "Hey, Danny Stutzman's coming back," she goes, "I don't know who that is." Right. If I if I went to tell, and my wife lives off of sports that that pays our bills. She would still be losing her mind like most non-sports fans are when they see this. That's the reality of it. And we can't be jerks about it. Well, they're just going to go somewhere else. Okay, maybe we need to do a better job of explaining it. We can't be like this guy right here, that, that taxi. You smug a-holes keep laughing. I don't care. Still voting, no. Well, there's nothing we can do to change your oh, mind, yeah. bro. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to win with you, and that's fine. Troll away. I'm understanding where that frustration comes from. I see it. They fought in Vegas for the baseball stadium and for the football stadium. Other cities have these battles. It's not unique to Oklahoma City. I'm just saying I don't think you want to imagine a world where the Thunder aren't in Oklahoma City. And that's not a threat. That's a reality. And as True said, the commitment of a 27-year commitment if this passes is massive. 2050 if it passes. That's amazing. Quick break. It's the uh, it's, it's the wrap. I hate these conversations. I really do. They become so political. I just want the Thunder to stick around. And I don't think that the threats are threats. I think that with a city like Vegas, with a city like Seattle, they realize the mistake, or they can take advantage of a mistake if Oklahoma City doesn't get a new arena. Yes, I, I the, 
I don't like the idea of 95%. I don't think anybody does. And I don't know if that was something that Thunder said, we better have that, or if it was offered. I I just think we need to do what we can to, to make sure that this vibrant part of our city, our state, and our, I guess, even DNA, if you will, is here for decades to come, many years to come. And I will admit, I was uh, when, the, when, the, when the Thunder first moved here, I was a little bit concerned about the long-term viability. I think Pop and I called them the Oklahoma City 10s because we thought 10 years tops. But it's obviously been much more than that. It helps, too, that they were really good. I don't, I don't know if Oklahoma City had the version of the Thunder that was its last five years in Seattle, if it would have been as booming as it was for a stretch. But it worked. Okay, quick break. What's at 10 a.m. every day? Our portal update. We'll talk about who's in, who's out, what's the latest buzz we're hearing next.